God bless you, saints. Welcome to Watch Night. Amen. Oh, my. We need to wake up a little bit, I think. Amen. I want to sing, Do You Know What It Is? Not to have one guilty feeling. Amen. We're going to take a moment and worship for a bit. We've got a lot of specials, but we came here to worship. We didn't come here for a performance or just to listen to other people sing. We want to contribute and enter in tonight. Amen. I know that God will be able, God will bless us tonight as we gather in his name. So let's stand together as we sing, Do You Know What It Is? Not to have one guilty feeling. Wonderful to be able to sing, amen, as redeemed saints, amen. Brother John Andes, could you just ask the Lord's blessing as we begin the specials and on the service tonight that he would just have his way?
the Lord together. Our dear Father, we want to rejoice tonight. We want to end this year with thanksgiving on our lips, joy in our hearts, because you've been a great Father. You've been continuous throughout this whole year. You've been faithful, and we want to be faithful. Lord, the Spirit of our Father is among us. We just pray as we look back over the year, it would be testimonies and singing and rejoicing that your blood is able to cover the multitude of our past and give us a vision for this coming new year. Be glorified tonight. Be praised. Let the Holy Spirit move from one to the next person. We could go into this new year with thanksgiving and praises, knowing that our God is among us. We serve a living Savior. And we give you this service. Receive our worship. Receive our faith. We love you tonight, Jesus. Lord God, just may every heart here be filled with your spirit anew. Strengthen us and heal us. We receive your presence tonight. And we want to make you feel welcome, Lord. Come amongst every song and every word. Be pleasing to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you shake the hand of the brother and the sister next to you? We're going to invite the Ray family to come up immediately. Amen. Let's, we've got a lot of specials to get through. You can have your seats after that. Amen. Maybe Sister Joanne, Mike and Abigail and all the grandchildren can just come and get ready at this time and we'll just have your special immediately. We'll try to give a little bit of notice. We're trying to fit in, uh, quite a few. If we don't get to you tonight, please be understanding. We will, we will use you in the future. We're thankful for all those who have come and spent a lot of time here preparing and practicing the sound men and all the recording and those who are going to be helping us on the back backstage, as we say. We just appreciate each one. And uh, if you see a sound man, a video man, just maybe shake their hand and tell them that you appreciate, you know, their their labor of love and their sacrifice throughout the year. Amen. So after this, we're going to have uh, Brother Michael, Brother Andrew and myself are going to sing for you. And then I think we're going to have our pastor open the service for us this evening. Thank you. We're going to have a wonderful time tonight. We're just going to sing a good old-fashioned song from way in the old days. So some of you might not even know it. But we'll just have a... You can sing along if you know it with us as we get ready.
tap buddy I can't hear you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Falls to an all-time low Everything looks bad It could make me real sad If it wasn't for the things I know I know my 
sins are covered by the blood of the righteous Lamb. I know that heaven is waiting and the saints will soon move in. I'm not shaking because I'm not staying in this world of pain and sin. I know by the signs that are given, I know by what I've been reading, I know by every indication Jesus is coming again. Now available 24 hours a day. It can only be told in 30 short minutes to never any unsolved case. But there's another big scene that's waiting in the wings. Soon the headlines will unfold. And while the world is frightened, I'm so enlightened by the things in the book I know. I know my sins are covered by the blood of the righteous land. I know. Saints will soon move in. I'm not shaking because I'm not staying in this world of pain and sin. I know by the signs that are given, I know by what I've been reading, I know by every indication Jesus is coming again. I know, I know my sins are covered by the blood of the righteous land. I know, I know the heaven is waiting and the saints will soon move in. I'm not shaking because I'm not staying in this world of pain and sin. I know by the signs that are given, I know by what I've been reading, I know by every indication Jesus is coming again. I know, I know my sins are covered by the blood of the righteous land. I know, I know that heaven is waiting and the saints will soon move in. I'm not shaking cause I'm not staying in this world of pain and sin. I know by the signs that are given, I know by what I've been reading, I know by every indication Jesus is coming again. I'm not shaking cause I'm not staying in this world of pain and sin. I know by the signs that are given, I know by what I've been reading, I know. Jesus is coming supposed to be up. <laughs> I was listening to the song and uh, have to excuse my voice. <clears throat> I want to wish you all a happy 2019 in case I don't get a chance to do it when the others get up to speak and so on. But I was blessed the last two or three days <clears throat> as I uh, began to think about this day, this time, and I want to just read uh, some people call them quotes. To me, they're not. This is one theme, and the theme is that this is the time. Uh, so in a message that Brother Branham preached 
And this is an earlier message. We'll go right from uh, about 52 on to 64. <clears throat> and these are just brief. He says, now, now are we sons of God. Not we will be. So uh, I want you to be able to take that to yourself personally, every person, because we don't want to just have a, a watch night service, as Brother Ryan already said, with a number of presentations. We want you to get the truth of what's being sung. We want you to get the truth of what's being said. And this is the truth of what's being said right now. I don't have a very long part, so you just bear with me. Now are you the sons of God. Now are you the daughters of God. Not that you will be. You are now. That's what God has declared, and that's what this service is all about. He says that's what the trouble of it is. He said Ephesians 4 and 30 Ephesians 4 and 30 says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of your redemption. Now you believe that. Amen. Let the devil kick you around. That's a question. Let the devil kick you around. That's the trouble of it today. Another Christian person that's sitting here sick, you might be here sick. Don't put it off. Now's the time for healing. And then I want to continue on with the prophet's thought. If they only knew that they were sons and daughters of God, now living with Christ, not will be now. Now you are the sons and daughters of God. Now you have got... He said, the Pentecostal blessings, the day of Pentecost fully come 1900 years ago. Now it's more. We're celebrating the passing of another year. But he said 1900 years ago, that was at the time he was speaking this. He says, never will till Jesus comes. Now, he says, is the hour. Now is the time. Now is the accepted hour. Are you bound? Are you lost? Are you just living somewhere in no man's land? Now is the time to make a decision. Don't even leave it till after the service or next year after midnight when you shake hands. That's not, we're not here for to play a game. We're here to speak the truth. And have you benefit from this service. Amen. And so he said, now is the hour. Now is the time. And I'd like you to notice each time he says now. And maybe after I say now, you all will repeat it. Now is the time. Now is the accepted hour. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. Now is when healing is supposed to take place. Just say, now. Now is when miracles take place. 
There's people here, I heard Brother John the other night speaking about people with terminal diseases and sicknesses. There's people here that are believing for deliverance from cancer. Aren't we all in favor of that? When? Next year? No. Now. Amen. Amen. I want to make the point till you all will say now. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now is when healing is supposed to be. Now is when miracles take place. Now is when Christ is revealing himself. If you have a cloud on your mind, that's not for now. That's now is when Christ is revealing himself. Here we are now, not in the future. The devil keeps pushing it off. That's Catholicism. Now is the day. This is the hour. This is the time. This is the place. Right now is the day. And I say amen. Thank God for a true prophet that would bring us to a, shake us to a reality. I'm not here just to be entertained. No, not at all. I'm here to hear, I'm going to need this. Or I might need it before this service is out. Brother Branham comes to one service, one of his last meetings that he's speaking to the people. He said in five minutes, we could all be decimated and gone. And if you don't believe that, you ought to see what happened in Vietnam for years and years and years. I didn't realize it, but New York City had three ships blowing up right in the harbor, right in this peacetime, right while I was living. I thought we were all at peace. I was just working. I was just doing my job. And I hear that they had ships blowing up and tanks blowing up and facilities blowing up. You don't have to spread that around, but that's apparently what happened. There was a lot of things that were perhaps suppressed. But we don't want to suppress the now feature of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God did not send a message with a prophet messenger around the world several times for us to just lapse into, well, maybe it'll be, you know, if it, if it works out in the future. That's not what this is all about. When the men got behind this pulpit, and Brother Kyle will be here speaking, I can speak on his behalf. It's a now gospel. If you need healing, it's now. If you need salvation or deliverance, it's now. I'm enthused about it because it's the truth. Amen. And it works. Amen. You're going to hear some songs. You don't want to hear it a year from now. You're going to hear it now. (laughs) You're going to hear it this evening. There's a scripture that I think that Brother Tom preached on some time ago, and it's out of Shalom. And Brother Branham speaks, he said, David said, My soul... Wait thou only upon God for my expectation is from him. 
All of us have some expectation for this coming year. Make sure that it's from him. Let your expectation be from him. Say, oh, I'm going to go to university, I'm going to go to college, and I'm going to do this. And you don't know if you're going to do that. You may not even live. And Brother Branham says, in another five minutes, we could all be gone from here. Or, in another five minutes, we could all be in glory. Amen. I'll go for that. In the contest, now this is ten years later. He says, in the contest in 1962, make us fit servants. Forgive our past. Bless our future. I'm saying that for you. I'm asking God, forgive our past. And bless our future. Bless your future. Guide us, O Lord. O Lord God, with thy mighty hand, Jehovah, bless these ministers here. Bless all the laity, all the visitors. Be thou with us, Lord. And I thought that is so fitting for this evening. He said then in, in uh, 1964, in Shalom, Shalom, do as David did. Put your future in his hands. Don't look to anything else, but put your, he said, David said here, my time is in his hands. He took it from this scripture. You notice here in the Psalms, where we read in, in, in 62, chapter 62 of the Psalms. When you go home, you can read it tonight or tomorrow. My time is in his hands. He is my rock. What is he? He is revealed to me. He is the truth, revealed truth. I'd just like to say this to everyone that is here, and I'm happy that there's people here from Seattle, from Victoria. We thank you for coming, but we trust that this will be your benefit, and you might say, I'm thankful I came. And we want you to be able to say, my future is in his hands. I look down over this congregation, there's people, unless it was for the grace of God, that would not be here this evening. See, Brother Dave, Brother David, my son-in-law, Brother David Chabernoff, you know that he was crushed under a truck for an hour and a half and laid there with eight broken ribs. And his, his whole chest part here severed. It was an incredible thing. But he's sitting here tonight and I can say to God, be the glory. We want to put the glory in the right place. In five minutes, we could all be in glory.
in five minutes, we could be gone. We don't have any control of the future. But he has it in his hand. And we give him all the praise and all the glory. I'm so happy I can start this service by saying, now is the time. And then in closing, the prophet says, the new year, I don't know what it holds. He didn't know what it holds. But I know he holds it. And the reason why this is important, he was a young man, I think a young man, in comparison to myself. But he only had 24 months or 23 months to live. And his life was gone. His life was taken. The message was done. And you know, in the scripture, not many of the disciples, not many of the apostles lived to be old men. Not many of them. A few did, but not many of them. They went young and they burned out their lives and for the gospel and the great men of the gospel that have burned out their lives for it. And this gospel, this great gospel is still sprinkled with blood. The blood of the saints and the blood of people who have labored And we thank you and all who have spread this message and lived this message and do that. You will never, ever regret it. Amen. Do you believe that? I know that you do believe that. And I want to give greetings to some that I know are streaming this service. Brother Jean-Frederic and his wife, Louise Marie Louise Morey. I say greetings to you in the name of Jesus Christ. The people in Switzerland. Yes, I got this tie from, I just said to a brother in Switzerland, that's a nice tie. Oh, he said, you like it? Here it is. I said, no, 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 no. You can't give it to me. I said, it looks good on you. No, no, he said, I'll never take it back. And uh, you can see who won out. He did. He wouldn't take it back. So here I have it. God bless you, Brother David, for the tie. We thank you. (laughs) Amen. And the people in Switzerland, Brother Gerard and uh, Sister Angela and and Brother Daniel Kohlenbrunner and Sister Liddy, we give you greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. There's so many of you saints here that have met them and have attended services in Switzerland. But we just want to say, God bless you. That's the best thing we can say. So let's say it as a congregation to all of those are streaming. God bless you. Amen. And I say to you, God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Ed. Number 734, maybe we can sing. I'm going to ask if uh, Charlotte and William Hoyer will come. Michaela and Kenzie, if they're ready at this time, go ahead and come and get ready. We'll sing a couple verses. uh, Yes, I know, come ye sinners, lost and hopeless. 
And then immediately after that, we're going to have our sister Hannah Ray come and Ava and Charity, if you'll come and sing right after that, we appreciate it. And then if you're in the Young People's Choir, don't go far, because you'll be right after that. Amen. And then I think we're going to have one of our speakers for this evening. Ultimately, we want God to have his way. Amen. We might have an agenda, but come, Lord, and interrupt it. He wants to move. We want him to do what he wants to do this evening. Amen. Let's sing together as the children come now. Oh, come he
Come, let us adore him. Maybe as Sister Hannah, Sister Ava, and Charity can come, we can just sing that as they get ready.
Young People's Choir, go ahead and come on up. Sing a song that we know, and I think we can even sing along with them. Again, if you know these songs, we don't have a, an order here. You just join in and worship right along with us. I mean, I, when these different ones come to me with songs that are on their heart, I just, you know, sometimes I go, oh, again, or that song, and just being honest with you in my flesh. But just over years, you learn that God puts burdens on different people's hearts, and a lot of times that's right in, in line with what's been spoken or what the Lord wants to do for a service. So every every suggestion I take seriously, and I think that we're going to see certain themes throughout the evening, and uh, they'll just tie in if you pay attention to what's being spoken by the brothers, because God has a mind for this service. Amen. So I appreciate these ones coming and practicing, and you appreciate when the young people choir sings, and someone needs to tell... A certain individual to have more choir practices so they can sing more. But 2019 is our year for choir, I think. Uh, praise the Lord. <laughs>
pressures of things in life, especially in this age, and you think about the power of the word that is keeping them clean and undefiled, I say praise our God, he's worthy of all praise, amen, and you young daddies, you should be pulling more than anybody else, saying if God can do it for them, he's going to do it for my children, amen, because there's power in this message. Because it's Jesus Christ. Amen. You may have your seats. God bless you. Well, we're going to have Brother Kyle Morton come and minister to us. I uh, asked. I've got three young men coming uh, for this evening. And you say, well, Brother Tom, why three young men? I'll just give a little opening. And if, if there's time at the end of the service, I'll just say something. But Brother Branham said this in things that are to be. This is what he said. very thankful for these open doors that I've had. He said, the inspiration is give to young men like your pastor. And I thought, and I've looked at this over the years, and I thought Brother Branham was making reference to Brother Perry Green. He was about 27 years old. And I thought, you know, when he was speaking about these young men, our pastor was around the same age. That these young men, he said, I'm beginning to get old. And now, my days are numbered. And know these young men can take this message and sweep it on to the coming of the Lord. If he doesn't come in my generation. Young men have held the banner of this word up high. We've had an example par excellence as our pastor. 
And he has run with this message. And I thought, you know, we've been able, by the grace of God, to assist for close to 44 years. Five years in in the radio and 39 years in ministry. For me, I've had the privilege and the honor. And who knows what time's left. But I have an assurance God is raising up young men that will carry this message to the coming of the Lord. And Brother Kyle, God bless you. You can come, please. He has taken a burden. He's felt called to go to the island in Victoria to sojourn with the saints from Victoria. Brother Anselm's here with his family. And Brother Moses, I believe, is here. I haven't seen him. Here we are. God bless you, Brother Moses. Nice to have you here. Brother Kyle has moved to the island to, with a burden to see this message go forth in, an, in a place where, where maybe there's some more seed left because we're still here. And the prophet said when that last one comes in, then we're gone. So I admire young men that will take a step of faith. Doesn't matter what their job is or whatever it is, they've got the burden of the word of the Lord. And we support you, Brother Kyle. We love you as our own. You're like a son in the gospel to us. And we're proud of you and Sister Christina. God bless you. Thank you for accepting to speak. God bless everybody. Happy New Year. It's certainly nice to be here with you on this Watch Night 2018. Amen. Uh, There's just something special about Watch Night. Thank you. I'll just start with this, then I'll go to the handheld after. Thanks, Jonathan. There's just something special about Watch Night. This is uh, my 14th year being connected with Cloverdale Bible Way, and there's just something special about Watch Night. Just to be thankful for what God's done in the past year. Take a deep breath before we go into the new year together, and just be charged. Um, just feel more strengthened and more faith for the new year ahead also. So it's so great to be here. It's amazing the different ones that have come, as you said, from Victoria, Seattle, Alberta, uh, Tri-Cities, different places, different ones are gathered here. So we're happy to be here. Thankful for um, but Tom asking me to speak. Appreciate that. Certainly appreciate the ministry's support of, of us and the work in Victoria. And I appreciate your support of us and the work in Victoria. We've had quite a few come over there uh, to our little house in Duncan. And one time we had about 30 young people come and served them waffles and had some good fellowship at our house. It's very unique. The Cowichan Valley is very unique. Um, we're involved with the Christian Christian homeschool group there, so we're meeting a lot of people from different denominations, too, and uh, you can just see the hunger in people's lives, and uh, some of them are just expressing interest to coming to come and see, to come with us to Victoria and uh, hear us preach and see how we how we do church, so we're excited about that, and we're excited for what God's doing uh, in Victoria there also. Um, it's amazing how fast a year is. This time last year I was in Iceland and I was flying to Belgium to go speak at a youth camp and it's amazing how fast a year goes and I imagine that all of us would say that we maybe didn't expect 2018 to go exactly like we thought. Would you agree? Some ups and downs and some twists and curves that maybe we didn't expect but praise the Lord we're still here. Amen. Amen. It's the grace of God that we're able to still be gathering under this message. Amen. To still be Christians in this very, very strange age. We're very, very blessed and so we're happy to be able to share speak to you a little bit, um, not necessarily to preach, but to speak, and I'm not going to talk about just myself, but I have a little thought from the scripture, so if you don't mind, can we turn to our Bibles, the book of Colossians, won't be long, about 25 minutes, just to prep you, 
We'll turn to Colossians chapter 2. Really enjoyed the special so far. It's a really good testimony to see William playing guitar. I think it's been less than a year since he had the surgery on his forearm. So good job, William. You did very well. And other ones did well too, but that was just one little highlight I thought I'd point out. But you caught that. So Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to speak a two-part series here in about 25 minutes. So the first 12 minutes is, is uh, called, I'm going to call it Journey to be Complete. Amen. And part two I'll tell you in 12 minutes. So Colossians chapter 2. Um, we are going to start at verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, Amen. which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Amen. Praise the Lord. Do you mind if I have just a short word of prayer and you may be seated? Heavenly Father, we love you and we love your word. We love your people, Lord Jesus. So once more, we just want to say that we love you. May you just help us as we speak and as we sing more songs. Lord, you've done so much for us this year. Lord, even the fact that we still have sound minds and we still believe you, we believe your word. We want to thank you, Lord. Thank you for helping us through so many trials. And even though maybe we're in the midst of a trial, Lord, we still want to worship you. So, Lord, may you help us just speak for a few minutes. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. You can have your seats. All right, 12 minutes, part one. Journey to be complete. So, I love this scripture. You are complete in him. Amen? You are complete in him. Or ye, in King James English. Ye are complete in him. So, complete is from the Greek word, um, pleruo, or something like that. It means to make full, to furnish liberally. To render perfect, to carry into effect, to bring into realization. I like that one part though, to make full. And I, I would sort of say, just my observation, you don't have to fully agree, but everyone is sort of on a journey to be complete. Right? Everybody is sort of on a journey looking for fulfillment. Um, everywhere you look, people, in some way, shape, or form, there's something in man that wants to be complete. There's something in man that wants to be fulfilled. Even you can look at the animal world, they're driven to be fulfilled. They're driven to meet their needs. My parents had cows, and I was always just amazed just watching the cows eat grass, eat grass, eat grass, eat grass, you know? Just driven to be fulfilled at living the cow life, right? And it, it, myself, that looks so boring. But they're, they're made to walk in that life. And there's no great cry in them wondering what the meaning of their existence is because they don't have a soul. They're not a human. They're a cow, but they're driven to be fulfilled in the cow life. But man is very different. We have a greater cry than that. Just food and just shelter doesn't satisfy us. right? Though we have a need to be fulfilled in that. We have a need to be fulfilled with food, with shelter. But that alone doesn't satisfy that something on the inside. right? There's a greater cry. There's a greater groan on the inside of us to be fulfilled. Yes. And I know these things are very elementary. We'll just go through with a little bit. 
We're on a journey to be complete. Amen. And a lot of people try and satisfy this with material things. This is very basic, right? But there's something in them and they don't fully know what's going on. They just have this desire. So they're trying to fulfill it. And so they're born into a world like this and there's all these things around them that are shiny and they're flashy. And so they try and fulfill that need by chasing those things, right? Mm -hmm. By money or by cars or by houses or just by a husband or a wife or a phone or a computer or whatever. And none of those things are bad in themselves, but those things in themselves can never fulfill a human, a hungry human heart. Right? And whenever you get one and it doesn't fulfill you, you'll go for another. You'll constantly be on this journey and think, well, maybe retirement will fulfill you. It won't. <laughs> retirement will not fulfill you. There's something greater in the human heart than just retirement. Amen? Even the, the drug addict. They're doing drugs because they want to be fulfilled. They don't have peace, and so that gives them some sort of temporary release from having no peace. Right? So people try and fulfill that cry with material things, and it doesn't work. Not that there's anything wrong with material things in themselves. Right? And some people will try and satisfy that hunger, that fulfillment, through spiritual things. Right? Self-help books and different religions are very popular right now. Even on the island where I'm from, yoga is very popular. <laughs> I don't do yoga. I like to stretch. <laughs> Retreats are very popular. Right? People are looking. There's a spiritual hunger inside of them. And those things will provide some form of change. Those things can provide some form of transformation, but not full fulfillment. Right? It cannot transform the soul, those things. But people are seeking... They're hungry. They're thirsty. There's something inside of them. A hungry heart, especially a child of God, at one point in time, something inside of you realizes, as it were, that you're in a ditch. And you're crawling and you're, you're, you're scratching trying to get out of that ditch. And you can't get out except for the grace of God. There's no possible way that you and I can meet that need except for the grace of God. Amen? Except God comes down. God, rich in mercy, comes down. There's no way that you and I could ever fulfill that need. Amen? Amen. There's that hunger. There's that pull. As people are journeying to be complete. And they don't even know how to articulate that burden desire. They just know there's something. There's something not right. (laughs) No matter how successful someone gets, there's something inside of them that still says something is not right. There's more to life than this. No matter how flashy, how shiny this world gets... It can't satisfy the inside. The inside, there's a drive. There's a pulsation. And we we want to make sure we don't take away that drive from people. Right? That hunger, that thirst. Let God make people hungry until He's able to fulfill it. Amen? We don't want to just pacify it and fulfill it with something, a substitute, a counterfeit fulfillment. Right? Right? But God, rich in mercy, He's given his children, the ability to see through and above those things, right? We've all been tempted with material things, right? All of us could just chase material things, but God's given us grace to see through that, to see above that. Life's not about material things, though they're not bad in themselves. We have to understand that, right? And we're able to see through spiritual things. I mean, some of us probably came through, you know, Buddhism, Taoism, 
Islam. Some of us came through those things, or even denominationalism. But God gave us the ability to kind of see through that and say, it's not in that. Those things don't offer me complete fulfillment. Right? So the sooner we realize none of those things can fulfill me except God, the better. The sooner we can realize that. Amen? None of those things will satisfy. Nothing. Nothing but God <laughs> can satisfy and make you complete. To give you true, and me true, fulfillment. Amen? Amen. But sometime in our life, in my life, and your life, God stepped down. Right? And helped us get out of that ditch, as it were. The Bible, in the book of Colossians, it says, And he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Colossians 1.13. He has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Nobody can do that but him. And it's so important for you and I not to get too technical with what God's done in our life. Right? Sometimes we can get so technical, we give God a headache. Right? Trying to uh, nitpick what he's done in our lives. The fact is, He's changed our lives. Amen. Amen. Through the power of the cross and the power of the Spirit, He has transformed our lives. Amen. Amen. I don't need to be able to draw it on a graph perfectly. I don't need to be able to explain myself perfectly with the English English language. I know He's changed my life. Amen. I don't want to get so technical I give God a headache. Amen. Like how I I was speaking yesterday in, in Victoria... We don't have a name yet. I call it Victoria Message Church. Because <laughs> people Google, is there a message church in Victoria? But I was speaking about how much did the 3,000 souls that were baptized on the day of Pentecost, how much did they know about Jesus? Not much. But God did something in their life, and they moved forward in it. Amen? When God does something in your life, you just step into it. Amen? You don't have to be able to explain it all. Right? You just move into it. Right? We just want to walk with God. Hallelujah. We don't necessarily have to get it. We don't have to. The main thing is that it gets us. Amen? Amen? And then we start getting it. Yeah. But the main thing is that it gets us. Right. Amen? Something begins to move in our life and transform us. And then little by little we start getting it. But the main thing is that it's got a hold of our lives. Hallelujah. Amen? It begins to transform us. And just move forward with it. Amen. Amen. Move forward with it. Amen. And let's not, uh, let's not just walk with a, the theology of God in our head yep. rather than walking with God. Amen. Amen. We can walk with quotes and with scriptures in our head and that's fine. But let that not be a, ses- a substitute for really walking with God. Amen. Amen. It's good to have quotes and scriptures and things in our head. But we don't want to get stuck just living here. When God wants to walk with us in the Spirit, amen? On a day-to-day level. <laughs> so it's so important that we revel in this transformation. Amen. amen? Revel in the fact that He's translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. And you don't need to be able to explain it. Right? doesn't matter how old you are. There's, there's never an end to being able to talk about God and what He's done in our lives and, and learning more about what He did in our lives. But keep moving forward in what He's doing in your life. Amen. Amen. Don't get stuck in your head just trying to put the puzzle pieces in the right place. Keep walking with the Lord. Amen. And it's important for us to realize that through what He's done, 
we are complete in Him. <laughs> and once we're complete in Him, we don't want to have an attitude of, that's good, what's next? Right? And then we try and make other experiences on par with that one. There's only one salvation experience. There's only one real quickening of your soul. You can have other spiritual experiences, but there's one main salvation experience. There's one time you're sealed unto the day of your salvation. Right? Brother Ed read from Ephesians 4.30. So don't, don't belittle that. That interaction of God in your heart, in my heart. Amen. It's, once He's done it, it's done. It's settled. We can always have more experiences with God, and that's wonderful. But they'll never be the same as that one when you're complete in Him. Amen. Let's not have the attitude of, you know, that's good, what's next? Right? Always just looking for an experience, looking for an experience, and looking for an experience, looking for a feeling. Right? God has transformed our lives. And don't misinterpret too. You're always still going to have a groan for a new body. We're going to have a groan for a new heaven and new earth. But don't misinterpret that groan as that your soul is not where it should be. Right? Because we're still going to have that groan. That doesn't mean you're not complete in Him. Amen? Oh my. Because I, I want a new body. I want a new heaven and new earth. <laughs> Excuse me. I love water. Hallelujah. I love nature. I mean, I'm wearing a lot of brown and green tonight. I love being outside. But you know what? You know, the beauty of creation, the beauty of nature, it's wonderful. But I don't like it. I'm sitting there just watching the beauty of nature. And all of a sudden I see a crow stealing a robin egg and flying away. I just think, God, that's not the way it's supposed to be. You know, the, the beauty of creation, it's so wonderful. Car, 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 you know, stealing a little egg, a little baby, right? I groan when things aren't like that. As much as I love nature and so forth. So we have that groan. Doesn't mean you're not complete in Him. Amen? Doesn't matter what the flesh, what the, how the feeling meter is doing. Recognize you're complete in Him. Amen? I have a quote here from the message water baptism. So this is part two. Journey to be completed. Part two. Completed we journey. Okay? From the message of water baptism. And you were coming this morning to confess, 12 more minutes, <laughs> that the sin that I preached above this morning, people are getting ready to be baptized. This morning, the sins of the world has been condemned and killed, and you are no more a servant to that thing, but it's dead. And you were coming to be buried in the name of him who died for you, and killed sin for you, and rose for your justification. And you are complete in him, not in no church, not in a Branham Tabernacle, not in an association, but you are complete and safe in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, so good. So we need to realize that once we have, we're born with this cry and it gets stronger and stronger the more God leads us to that salvation moment. Amen? But then once you're complete, then you journey. Amen? Then you continue your walk with God. And that's important. Amen? So, I'm going to give a little object lesson. And every object lesson is not perfect in themselves. There's a loophole. So, you, you can see through certain things, right? Even a parable, there's truth in it, but they're not fully complete in themselves. 
Like the Bible likens us to sheep. That's one aspect. But we're also likened to warriors, right? We're likened to trees. We're likened to he is the vine, we are the branches. So every parable is sharing a certain truth, but they're not complete in themselves. They all add aspects. So I want to give you a little simple object lesson I did once in Victoria, and I'll do here. Is that okay? I think I'll switch to this now. Tap, tap, tap. So, this mic now. Can everybody kind of see my legs? This is a very simple example, okay? Over here, can you see my legs, Sir Joanne? Can you see them? <laughs> Brother Leon, can you see my legs? Amen. Okay, so when you wake up and you're about to leave the house, you have shoes. Is that correct? So can you see my shoes, kind of? I made sure there was no holes in my socks when I came here. <laughs> when you're leaving your house, you don't just put one shoe on and say, here I go, honey. I'm on my way. Right? You put both shoes on. And that is a complete pair. That is a complete pair of shoes. Once you have two pairs of shoes on, sorry, one pair of shoes, two shoes. Whenever you have two shoes on, you're never saying, where's my third shoe? Right? Where's that middle shoe? Right? This is a complete pair. So once you're complete in Christ, don't be looking for something else to be complete. Amen. That's enough. This is a complete pair of shoes. I'm never looking for a third shoe. Amen. And I'm never looking for something else to complete me. What God has done in my life is enough. Amen. So don't spend so much of your human life looking for something else to complete you. Once he's transformed your life, you're complete. Amen. And then once you put your two pairs of shoes on, what do you do? You don't sit down, right? Wow. So glad I put my shoes on. I'm just going to sit here and marvel at my shoes. Right? You walk. You live your life. Right? Once you're complete in Christ, you don't just sit there and marvel. Wow, I got my shoes on. Wow, God's transformed my life. You can do that for a while, but then you walk. You live your life. You live a Christian life. And I've never seen people, you know, when they're walking in their shoes, Sister Anno, I never see like a, a shoe paranoia. Is my shoe on? Just walking down the street and you know, oh. You know, people, they can, they can feel their shoes. They may think their laces are untied, but generally, unless they're crazy, they're walking knowing their shoes are on. Right? So as we're journeying the Christian journey, we don't gotta keep, you know, am I, no, am I complete? Right? Am I complete in Christ? Are, are my shoes on? Right? We should know. We've been transformed. What He's done in our life is good enough. I don't need to keep revisiting my salvation experience. He's transformed me. Completed, I journey. I live my life. He's done so much in my life. I don't need to listen to the devil to make me paranoid. Now, are you, you know, do you sure you're saved? I don't have time for that. I know where I was. I know who I am. And I know where I'm going. I'm satisfied in what God's done in my life. I'm satisfied with the God this message presents. I'm not looking for something else. Amen. Completed, we journey. Hallelujah. Live your life in the simplicity. When you're at school, be a son of God. Amen. Conduct yourself like a son or daughter of God. I have homework. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm not going to get caught up in what the other young people do. You want to be a witness. You want to be salty. There's certain things you can do with them. There's certain things you can't do. 
Draw your boundaries. Amen. Be a witness, be a light, but draw your boundaries. Same goes with the workplace. Amen. And I, in your home, we live the Christian life. We want to heap honor upon our parents. Amen. And as parents, we want to love our kids. Encourage them. I love you. You're wonderful. You're the best. I'm so glad to have kids like you. And then you'll have kids that go, I'm so glad to have a dad like you. I don't want to embarrass Sarah. But we were saying, you know, if you could tell people what are like the ten most things. (laughs) She's probably, you know, if you could tell people, you know, what you've learned from life and so forth. And one of the top things she said, you know, I have the best mom and dad. I thought, praise the Lord. (laughs) I love my little Sarah. And I love my little Simeon too. But you live the life. You're going to make mistakes, right? You may stumble, but you, you might, you won't fall. Amen. You can't be bound by broken chains. All of us are going to make mistakes, but you keep walking with the Lord. Completed we journey. Amen. And we never, never, never give up. Don't let the cares of life wear you down either. My wife was looking through some old papers the other day. And I, had, I, have, I have scribbles of paper everywhere. And one of my notes said, A lack of knowing God loves you hinders faith. Amen? Oh, I need some water. Oh. I'm going to put this down again, Jonathan. Thank you, Brother Jonathan. Thank you, the sound people. But a lack of knowing God loves you hinders faith. Amen? Love helps produce faith. Right? Not just theology. Right? Love. Love helps produce faith. Sometimes you just got to be honest with God. God, I'm struggling. Right? God is touched by our honesty. He's not touched by uh, our perceived perfection that we have to put on to please Him. He's touched by honesty. Lord, I'm dealing with this and I'm dealing with that and I have this struggle at school and I'm dealing with this, but I love you, Lord. Would you help me, Lord Jesus? He can't help himself. (laughs) But come down and give you faith and encourage you. Oh, as Brother Ed was saying on Sunday, referring to Brother Tom's service, God loves fatherhood. I I love fatherhood. I love it. There's nothing like being a dad and seeing your kids like chips off the old block. You know, it looks bad because it looks like you love yourself too, right? (laughs) They're just like me. I'm great. That's how we can come across, right? But <laughs> God loves seeing His children like Him. Amen? And so it's so important that, Lord, I love you. Right? And so, Bill Kyle, I'm just going to go towards the end here. Complete the we journey. You know, what does this have to do with 2008 ending and 2019 beginning? Life is such a mos- can, can be such a mosaic of insanity. Right? Life can be such a mosaic of randomness where moment to moment we're being swung all over the emotional spectrum. Right? You can get one text on your phone and you're ecstatic. Another text, the exact two minutes later, can make you neurotic. So it can be swung all over the spectrum. Right? But if we draw and root our, be more rooted and grounded in the reality that we're complete in Him, it's going to help stabilize us. Amen? You can always draw back and say, Lord, you've done something in my life and I love you and you love me. It helps stabilize your life. 
Amen? When you realize how much He cares, how much He loves us, and how much He's done for us. Right? Oh my, He's so good. It's so important to remember, God, what you've done in my life. Just uh, in the last two weeks, I was just driving around, and you know, the cares of life, right? And I just felt the Lord just kind of saying to me, I'm not saying it was an audible voice, it was just a thought, maybe He inspired, but it was like, Kyle, you know, remember when in your Christian life you were carefree? You know? Remember in your Christian life when you were carefree? Right? When you first become a Christian, Brother George, you just love Him, you love the Word, you want to know what it says, you want to, you want to see His Spirit move, and you're not, you're not so much worried about job or this. We, we have to have jobs, we have to do these things, but just when you know God's going to take care of it all, the God who is doing something in my life will take care of this. Amen? And so when you say, Lord, you are in control of my life. You are in control of my life in 2019. Amen. We have no idea what 2019 is going to be like. The best of our projections will be off in some way. Sure. Politically, financially, we don't know. But the main thing is to be complete in Him. Amen. And completed we journey. Amen. No matter what the stock markets do, no matter what uh, the, uh, the federal election next year in Canada happens, we love the Lord. Amen. And He loves us. Amen? And it's, I'm going to wrap it up just right here. It's very important, I, I spoke this yesterday in Victoria, but we have to, as Brother Ed said, now, we have to take general quotes, general scriptures, and allow them to come down to the personal. Right? We can't just hide amongst the general. The bride of Christ. Right? I, you know, we're Christians. No, I'm part of the bride of Christ. I'm a Christian. We need to stop dodging that. As the Bible says in Colossians also, Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. So we need to just knuckle down to that. Right? As Brother Tom, I like Tom said about how Christ the mystery of God revealed. He was talking about going through it like five times. I, I think that's good, Brother Tom. I was just, myself, I was doing my own math on it today. That message is, is uh, 90 pages long. Let's say you even wanted to do it three times in three months. That's three pages a day. Right? I'm, I'm not saying we have to have a program or so forth, but just to really... Because that, that message, as Brother Tom said, it is the kernel of the message. And to understand really what are we involved with. If all that was God, all that God was, was poured in Christ. All that Christ was is poured into the church. Church is general, but it's you. It's me. All that was in God was poured in Christ, was poured in me, was poured in you. Amen. And it's time to stop pitchforking that to somebody else or saying, down the road, now. Christ in you, the hope of glory, now. Stop looking for a third shoe to complete you. Now. We are the sons of God. Healing begins now. Amen. And we need to start entering into that more. And I'm not saying we haven't been. But I'm saying it's time yeah. to stop pitchforking it or to expect somebody else to do it down the road. Yes, Us. In simplicity. Glory. Right now. Right. Amen. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Christ in me. Amen. And he loves us. Amen. Brother Stephen, Brother Andrew. Amen. He loves us. Glory. He has a plan for our lives. Amen. And it's the God, the God, is not that he's up, but God... You want to be in me, and you're in me. 
Amen? Start coming out of me more. Amen? Richard, start coming out of me more. Let me give myself to let you start coming out more. In my words, in my deeds, right? And don't let us be uh, completely... I just want to hide sometimes when we make mistakes or have carnal moments. It doesn't change the fact of Christ in you. Amen? The God who is above us, who is with us, is in us. Amen? And so let's stop pitchforking that to somebody else. It's now. It's us. Not, not because we are great and we are wonderful and it's something that we did. This is about what God has chosen to do. We have found ourselves in the midst of what God has chosen to do. In our lives, as Brother Bram often says, God deals with the Jews or Israel as a nation, but the Gentiles as individuals. But not, let's stop making it general. Individuals. Me. You. Oh my, the lovely Lord Jesus. He's so good to us, amen? Oh, I just love him so much, and I know you do too. I just want, before we let the next song special come or something, do you mind if we, I sing a special with you? <laughs> oh my, I've had a song lead sometimes in Victoria. So maybe Ryan, you can come and help me. Do you want to stand and sing with me? Amen. If I had a, a word for all the, any song leader, I would say don't forget the classics, Amen. We're going to sing complete in him. And let's let's sing it like we mean it, if you mean it. Because <laughs> I mean it. Let's start by, it's not by works of righteousness. And Brother Ryan will sing a little duet together. With me. Oh, it's not by works of righteousness.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. It's so wonderful. Well, praise the Lord. Let's keep enjoying the evening. Amen. Let's keep just being Lord, whatever you'd have for us. And God bless you richly. Thank you, Brother Ryan, for being so gracious to help me and being such a wonderful, to to help organize all these specials and so forth. That's amazing. So praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, Brother Kyle, for Christina and your family. Miss you. We're happy to see the Lord blessing you in your ministry. Amen. We're going to invite our brother Javier to come and sing for us. One of my favorite songs. Maybe you could come, brother Javier. And I just, I'd like to keep singing that. Let's sing that again. I think it's good for us to, to confess these things and remember the word, what the word says about us. Let's sing that first verse again. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. Amen. As our brother Javier just comes and prepares to sing for us now. And then immediately after that, we'll have our sister Francine and the Gindo children come and sing for us as well. Amen. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. Oh, it's not by
Seems like that song's become a bit of a theme song for the congregation here in the last few months, so maybe we could sing that chorus as our sister Francine, Sister Sharon, Brother Joseph, Brother Michael come. Amen. I love this song. So let's sing that together as they prepare now, and then we'll have a couple more specials after that. I'm going to ask if the, the Chinese believers will prepare to sing after the Gendo family. Amen. But let's sing together the first verse and the chorus. I have a source. I have a
can settle any sea, but it doesn't mean he will. Sometimes he holds us close, lets the winds and waves go wild. Sometimes he calms the storm, and other times he calms his child. Sing that chorus together. You are my refuge as we invite the Chinese believers to come and sing for us. Amen. Just go ahead and come right on up. We'll try to move things along and fit in as many as we can. You are my refuge. Oh, you are my
Amen. Thank you. Amen. Let's have the believers from the Philippines come down. We'll have you sing next. And then immediately following that, we'll have Sister Margaret and the choir are going to come and sing for us. Go ahead and come. You can come right now. It's all right. We'll try to move things along. There was an announcement that we needed to make for our brother Treasure and our sister Madeline Campanga. Do we have a picture? They are very elated, it says, to announce the arrival of their baby boy, born on December 28th at 12 p.m., just over eight pounds. Mother and baby are doing great. And I believe it's Donnell is the name. Amen. God bless them. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I know we had a number number of greetings that we made. I also just wanted a special greeting to a prodigal son that's returned home, Brother Mark Sherpov. <laughs> Brother's wife, Abigail, to come visit us. God bless you. It's good to have you here with us. And I always fail to mention our sister Susanna here from Germany. God bless you, Susie. Susie Pankinen, old friends of the family. We just appreciate every time she comes to visit. Amen. Anyone else that maybe we haven't mentioned you specifically, we just appreciate having you here in the service and want to say God bless you. Amen. So immediately after this junior choir, or not junior choir, the choir of Sister Margaret is going to come and sing. God bless you.
Wonderful. I love the church. I love this church. I love how God brings the diversity within the assembly. We got a taste of heaven. And Brother Branham said you'll all come marching in with your your uh, country and, and so forth. We got the countries here. And we're so thankful for the Filipinos, for the Chinese, for the believers that are um, around the world that are here with us. Uh, brother, uh, brother Ed was just reminding me we have Brother Vernon Manahan from the Philippines coming January the 17th and he'll be here a week and we love Brother Vernon, the labor he's done for the gospel, for the message and we're looking forward to having him. Amen. Sister Margaret, you want to make your way up please and those that will be singing. We also want to welcome Brother Mark Sherpov right back here with his wife Abigail. Why don't you stand Mark? He left here single. Went down to Florida and got himself a wife. God bless you, Brother Mark. <laughs> Brother Mahmoud, Sister Tanya, I'm sure you're proud to have your children back. Mark, this is your home. I don't know what Florida, what was the attraction. But nice to have you here and God bless you all.
let's sing the chorus a couple times together. We can stand again. We're going to have our brother Daniel come now and speak to us. Amen. But aren't you thankful? He's the same God. He always has been. All right, Sister Margaret, choir, go ahead and lead us in. He'll do it again. Shall we prophesy? Let's have them once a month. Amen. Let's talk to the choir director. (laughs) You may have your seats. Tonight we have Brother Daniel coming up. Brother Daniel, won't you please come? Um, Of course, we had Brother Kyle here from Victoria. um, Outreach to Victoria. God called men there. And we've been uh, laboring in Seattle for many, many years. Uh, Brother Peter Ivanenko, would you stand, please? Brother Peter has carried a great burden in Seattle. His wife, why don't you stand, please? And we have Brother David down here. Brother David, please stand. Stand. Thank you. Amen. These are brothers that have been faithful over the years. Young men carrying this message. And we want to thank God for them. Amen. God bless you. We also have a, a couple of young fellows in the back, Brother Stephen Dodd and Brother Andrew. I, I knew them when they were babies. Scary, Tim. I know. Would you please stand? These are young men that are packing this message. Amen. God bless you both, your wives, your family. You mean a lot to us. Brother Andrew, I remember preaching when he was probably only three uh, feet high at that time. He's doubled that now. But he would sit on the front row. He'd just sit on the front row. And you talk about a, a young boy drinking in the Word. And it, it stuck with me from a little boy, Brother Andrew, to a, now a grown man packing the Word. We said, God bless you. And God lead you in your ministry and what he has for you in the future for 2019. You, and I, I don't want to uh, delay this because Brother Daniel was given uh, a time frame also. But you know, saints of God, God has blessed us. Yes. Yes. Hey, we should have got a better amen than that. Yes. God, God has blessed us. Listen, the NFL has a draft. Yes. 
The NHL has a draft. Soccer teams have draft and they rate them. Number one, number two, number three. And they rate them and they pay them accordingly to the rating. And I get drafted by a team. And that's the carnal man. But God has drafted these young men. You know, people go crazy when they pick number... They're all on their edge of their seat waiting for the number one draft pick. Well, I want to tell you there's not a number one and a number two and a number three. They're all number one. And we thank God that God could raise up young men to this gospel. And Brother Daniel is feeling a call on his heart. I want to listen to his heart tonight. See what God has for him. God bless you, Brother Daniel. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you all. I wonder probably we can just uh, turn our Bible. Yeah, we can stand. I'm trying to be very short. i really mindful of the time. I'm going to read in the book of uh, First Thessalonians, chapter 5. Uh, I'm going to read only one verse there, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. The Bible said, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. Amen. Probably we can just bow our heads for a quick word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before your presence to give you thanks, Lord, for your grace in our life and for your loving kindness. Lord, as we see this year going, oh God, 2018 passing by, and we're coming into this new year. We don't just want to rush into this year, Father, but we come before you, Lord, to think of the thing that you have done for us and to give you thanks in everything, Lord. We pray that you will bless this uh, remaining of the time, even your word, that you will inspire us. Just one thing, O oh God, that will help us, Lord, in our journeys here on earth. We commit ourselves to you. We love you, Lord Jesus. Be with us tonight, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 God bless you as you're sitting. Well, I'd like to... Thank Brother Tom and our pastor and all the minister for the privilege that they're giving me again to stand uh, and share this uh, time with you. I'm going to be very uh, short because uh, I don't want to uh, take long and we have we want to listen to more of the song and the special and also more of the speaking. But if I have a little title, I, I can... Uh, give for tonight, I'd like to speak on forever thankful and fully surrender. And I'd like you to turn in the book of Luke chapter 17, Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Yeah, it's very simple message and simple thought that can help you. Uh, Luke chapter 17, verse 11, we know the story. 
the Bible said, it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered in, into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Those men were in needy. They were not just, uh, the cry was not just a shallow uh, cry, just trying to lift up their hands. Right. Probably they were screaming out. Sure. They were so desperate. Amen. Jesus, mm-hmm. Master, have mercy on us. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bible continues to say that, and when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show, your, uh, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. So Christ did have mercy on them. He did not just bypass the cry, the call. They were in need, and he did answer their needs. And he told them, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible says, it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. But now watch, verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. And with a loud voice glorify God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten clans, but where are the ninth? There, there are none found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. So I believe sometime in our life, as you know, in our regular life, in our journey, we sometimes get caught up in programs. And I know there is a new year coming, and as a human being, you probably have a lot of new year resolutions. You probably have programs already, things that you're already processing in your mind. But sometimes it's good as believer to stop back and look back and say, Lord, I thank you for what you have done in the past. And I know that uh, there is nothing so strange to come back to Jesus and say thank you. And I try to uh, select this title for me personally. When I look in 2018, there's been many things that God has done for my life, and I hope to be thankful to him. And I trust that this is the desire, this is the call for any every person here. When I was reading this uh, story, it was just, uh, this is just me uh, trying to think of uh, this, uh, the, the story, what happened. Here, when Jesus, uh, when those lepers were there, Jesus did not lay hands on them. If you look, you'll find out that you can read uh, in Matthew chapter 8, you'll find out there was another leper that Jesus did lay hand on him. Jesus did not uh, cast out demon on the, the, those people. He just told them, go and go to the temple and you'll be healed. Yeah. And as they were walking, just a normal walk, they went to the temple and they found themselves completely healed. But what happened? Maybe in their mind they thought, this is just something that's happened normally. You know, they did not have that sense in their mind to think that this is God that gave me this. They did not have that sense in their mind to realize that it was Jesus that healed me. Maybe they thought, well, because I went to the temple. 
Because I went to, serve, uh, to uh, uh, show myself to the priest. Maybe because I, 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 you know, I just walk and then something happened by chance. They could have said something like that. But there was only one person who realized that this healing comes from God. And then because of that, he came back and said, Jesus, even though you did not lay hands on me, even though you did not cast out that demon out of me, but you the one who gave inspiration. You the one who gave the, uh, the, uh, the direction. And because of you, I'm coming back to give you thanks. And I wonder, how is it so related to our lives? You know, daily, especially in this North America, we become so uh, accustomed to many things. You know, a simple healing can happen in your body, and there will be very little chance to give thanks to God. You will have a little cough, and then all of a sudden that cough go by, you won't glorify the, 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 the medicine that you took. You probably won't glorify the, the, the doctor that helped you. You probably will have some way to explain it. You know, nowadays we have Googles. You can Google things out. You can try to figure out things out. And that make our minds to be less sensitive of God touch in our life. And I will say this past year, 365 years, all of us should declare that God has been good to us. He has protected us in many ways. He guides us in many ways. It might be something that might not be so, uh, uh, you know, great to see, but Jesus was there. When you were there in your time of sickness, in your time of trouble, Jesus was there to respond. Jesus was there to guide you. And like that leper, that one leper, I believe as a congregation, we ought to come and say, Jesus, Amen. because of that time, yeah. you did help me. You did help me. I'm coming back and I'm giving you thanks. Amen. You know, because of the time that I was sick, you know, even though I, I could have probably I took a medicine and after that medicine, but Jesus was there. Jesus is the one who gave the inspiration. And don't try just to belittle those things and let those things passing by. But we come as a congregation to stop back, uh, to stop and think, Lord, this past year that's growing back, you've been with us. You've been so good with us. On the little things and even on the bigger thing, Jesus was there in our side. He blessed us in many ways that each person, if you can just count all the blessings that God has given you, you name them one by one as the song say, there will be no way you can explain it. And as believers, we ought to return back the thanks. Angels cannot do it. You know, they, we sing the songs, the songs of Zion, a lot of specials that we, be, that we be singing. You know, angel, if you go, you go to heaven, I should say, when they go there, you go there in the presence of God, even though they're holy, but they don't understand the plan of redemption. They don't know what it means being helped. They don't know what it means being saved. They don't know what it means to be uh, in a time of trouble and someone saving you. They don't know those things. All they know is holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Day and night, that's all the revelation that angels know. Even though we can uh, look at them so great, but all they know is God is holy. But we see God greater than that. We see his plan of redemption, and because of that, we ought to give him thanks. We see his grace in our life. Because of that, we ought to give him thanks. We ought to give him uh, all of our life and everything that we are. In everything, as Paul says, give thanks. Because that's the will of God for your life. You want to know the will of God for your life? Start 
by learning how to be thankful to God. You know, I love the life of this man, David. If you read the old book of Psalms, he wrote many of those, the Psalms. You will see that there was something very unique in that person. That King David, he knew how to give thanks to God. And he knew how to confess his sin. And because of that, God called him man of God's own hearts. Because he was in a perfect will of God. In everything, he knew how to give thanks to God. And I will say this uh, for us tonight. Yeah. As a congregation, yeah. let's go in our minds. Mm-hmm. Consider the great thing that God has given us. And be thankful to him. Amen. Consider the great thing. Don't just be little of those things. Consider those things and be thankful to him. I was just reading some articles. I realized that, you know, in this 2018 only, there's been over 300 mass shooting that happened in the United States. And over 12,000 people die in those mass shooting. And some people say, they say that if you put all the mass shooting that happened in 2018, that's handing, it's almost like every day of this year, there was a great mass shooting. But all of us here, we are alive. There was an unseen hand that kept you. There was a grace that protected you. Even though you cannot see those things, but God was there. And we should not just, you know, become so spiritual to belittle those things. Or become so, you know, uh, or see those things as just normal. They are not just normal. It's God's grace. And we ought to be thankful to Him. You know, but what I'm saying in this, uh, message, I'm just gonna read one quote here. Uh, probably we hand with a thought. In this message, go tell my disciples. The prophet of God said, How many times has he sat in the seat with you? He said, How many times has he stood with you in the hours of your trials and troubles and you did not recognize it? And each and every one of us, we are part of this court. How many times God sat with you in a time of your trials? The trials came in, but it, God did not let you sink in in the trials. But he was there with you. And the prophet continues to say, How many times he was at the wheel when you almost were killed in that accident? Some of us here can be identified to that. It was not just by chance, but it was God's grace. And because of that, Lord, I give you thanks for that. And the prophet continues to say that when you almost were killed in that accident, or just dodge that accident or something, and you did not recognize it was him. You know, you drive. Someone might try to pass you by or something. You probably were distracted or something might happen. You know, you just dodge the accident. You not know, just go, whew, well, no. It's God that protected you. It was His grace. I hear the prophet of God reminding us those little things was God's hands on your life. And you should not just become so spiritual to let those things bypass you. We ought to be thankful. As a congregation, we are thankful for everything that God has given us. If He's giving us ministry, Giving us the word, you know, from the first uh, of, uh, of January or the, uh, to the end of this year, we heard many things from God. We, th- we heard many things from his throne, from his goodness, and we ought to be thankful to God. 
We ought to be thankful for keeping our family. We are thankful for everything that he has done. For our young people. For the revival. For everything that God is giving to us. We are thankful. And as we're pressing in this year, we just want to come with our thanksgiving, committing our lives to him. You know, myself, I am thankful. I'm standing here as a father now. And I'm so thankful to God. You know, two weeks uh, uh, ago, we had a child. And just kind of make myself happy. I was thinking that's uh, over one million uh, of seconds I have experienced as a father. And I'm thankful for that. Not just two weeks, you know, looking at it as little, but two, one million or something seconds. As a father, I'm so thankful to God because of that. And all of us individually as a family, we are thankful for every single blessing that God is giving us. God is giving us, uh, giving you a wonderful wife. Have to be thankful for that. Don't just let those things become so casual, become so something that you deserve it. No, you just don't deserve those things. It's God's giving you them by His grace. And because of that, you come as the leper, say, Lord, I am giving you thanks. Lord, I'm, I'm committing myself to you. This year, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. And I'm giving my life to him. And because of that attitude, as Paul said, you will be in the perfect will of God. By knowing how to be thankful in everything that God is giving you. No matter what I'm giving an example, he said that don't be like a hog or a pig. You see, a pig will be sitting there under an apple tree. And he said that the apple will be falling uh, on his his head and, uh, you know, beating him on his head the the, 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 the the pig does not even have a chance to look up and see where the apple come from all he knows is just looking down and eating and eating and eating but as believer God is giving us all those blessings it's up to us now to come and say Lord Jesus I look back in 2018 even though there were some you know trials and ups and downs but Jesus never left us in those trials he did not just forsake us in our own way, but he was with us all the way. And because of that, as a congregation, we give God thank you. We give him all the glory, all the thanks for everything that he has done for us. And I believe if we come with that attitude, God will bless us in the years to come. In the times to come, in the days to come, as we commit ourselves to him, knowing that he is the one who has control of our life. God will be the one watching us. As we heard that song says, he will do it again. If he gave you victory in 2018, there is more victory for you in 2018. If he gave you a blessing in 2018, there is more blessing to come in 2019. He will never forsake us, never leave us. May the Lord Jesus bless you all. And let these thoughts be in your mind, in everything, giving thanks. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Happy New Year to all of you. God bless you. Amen. We need to sing that chorus. Let's have the musicians come. We're going to invite the African believers. There's a Congolese song and a Nigerian song, and I think they're all being sung by the same people. So you guys go ahead and come and get ready, and we're going to sing this chorus together in everything. Give them thanks. Can we make that commitment this year in everything, in the good times, in the bad times? We're going to praise our God because he's good to us. Amen. Amen. Let's stand once again. We'll change our position. Night is rapidly drawing to a close, so we want to make the most of these final moments that we have. Oh, it-
bless you, saints. Amen. You may have your seats. Nigerian language or dialect, Igbo. The title of the song is Nara Nare Kilemo, which means to give thanks. Uh, very appropriate after the service by uh, Brother Daniel. So we're just going to give thanks to God for what He's done for us.
bless you. We appreciate that very much. Amen. We're going to sing that God is good all the time. We're going to invite the Sharapova sisters to come. Karina, Serena, Milana, come sing for us. And then immediately after that, I think our brother, we're going to turn to our brother Tom. Let's sing a verse together as they're coming. When you're walking through the valley, God is good all the time. Oh, when you're walking.
Daniel was saying, if God watched us over us to 18, won't he watch over us at 219? He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So we're thankful that we have a living God, a living word. Well, here we are just past midnight. Now the world is hitting pots and pans. What has pots and pans got to do with this? They're, they're, you know, shouting or whatever, and they've got nothing to look forward to. We've got heaven. We've got a rapture. We've got a change. That's what we've got that they don't have. And praise God, we're living in that cycle right now. Before Brother Ed left, he just handed me this one quote. Not that uh, I don't need enough quotes, but he's got... I said, this is the pastor. Are you listening? He says, we pray, Lord, you let us look forward to the future, making more example 
that you and us, we would do our will. Your will, not our will. Your will. We'll look up knowing to do his will. The God of heaven in the form of the pillar of fire has waved over the people and show that Jesus Christ is in his last session of his coming. I'm ready to go. It's not a playing around time. It's an earnest time. And I thought, well, that is incredible. I've, I've read it, but I, right now we're in the last session of his coming. Amen. Let it happen in 2019. I don't believe there'd be a sad one here. Well, we've got our last speaker. And he's my, my son, Michael Ray. Not that he's the son of Joanne and Tom Ray, but he knows himself that he's the son of the king. And I, I was going over the different ones. So we've had a young man go to Victoria. We've got a young man in Seattle and young men in Seattle. And God has raised up young men within the local church. Brother Michael Andes right now is over in Belgium. Is that correct? Flying home today. So there's a young man coming back from Europe, already ministered. And now we have a young man growing up within the church. The church is alive. Brother Lonnie Jenkins said something way back in the 70s. He said, a body that does not have cells added to it is a dead body. And so a sign that the body is alive is that God adds to the church. And we're thankful for these young men that God has, has raised up. And, you know, now, uh, Brother John, I, I broke it to him when he turned 37. He walked into my office. Tim, you can understand this. He said, I'm just a young minister. I said, you're middle-aged. <laughs> What's young? What's young? Tell me, what is young? Who is? <laughs> Brother Bosworth was in his 70s when the prophet came on the scene. You know what he wanted to do? Pack the prophet's baggage. That's called humility, recognizing the gifts in the men. That's what we need to recognize. It has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with the God in the man. And that's what we're thankful for. So I just added up the young men that have risen up under Brother Biscoll's ministry. I thought you'd like to know how many young men at our ministers today have grown up. And a ministry, Brother Biscoll's ministry, is allowed to come to fruition. Fifteen men. There's a lot of pastors that are afraid to see young men raise up within their church because they get a complex of maybe they'll preach better. Really? Every gift is a gift from God. There's no competition. It's what God puts into the church. And so then we recognize then these gifts that God raises up. There's, we always say there's no big I and no little you. But then we want to put stripes on our arm and say, well, I'm this. No. These are men of God that are going to carry this message to the coming of the Lord. So we welcome Brother Michael, see what God's put on his heart.
sure honor to be considered a young man. And counted with those like Brother Kyle and Brother Daniel and Brother Stephen, Brother Andrew, and different ones that are carrying the torch. It's an honor. An honor to to do what all we can, what our little part is, whether it's a musician or a sound man or whichever, or here I am here. We'll do whatever we can for this great gospel. Amen. I'm noting the time. And I'm just going to try and punch it home here at 12.08. And then right, right after I'm uh, finished, we'll just go into um, a song, Brother uh, Andrew and Brother Ryan. But let you change your positions momentarily. We'll just stand up just to read some, a little scripture. Dad said, well, just speak from your heart. And, you know, scripture, one scripture, one quote. That's nice. So that's, from a, from a preacher like that, one scripture, one quote can be, you know, two hours, no problem. <laughs> We've heard, I haven't got off the first page, because it's a scripture and a quote. I'm not, I, I'm not quite there. <laughs> so anyways, let's turn to Numbers 13. We're going to start at 25. I said, Lord, what can I, what can I say tonight? What could encourage the people as we come to the end of the year and already now in the, in the beginning of a new year? And we'll speak a little bit about Caleb tonight. And we'll just read in verse 25. And the scripture says, And they returned from the searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Haran and Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, and said, We came unto the land whither thou sent us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. And they were bringing it back, showing proof of what was in the land. Okay? Proof. Surely it floweth with milk and honey. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled, and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak, which were the giants. And the Amal- Amalekites dwell in this land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea. They're everywhere. And by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once. Amen. And possess, for we are well able to overcome it. Amen. You can have your seats. That was a bit of a tense time for for Caleb. He stood there in the midst of many thousands and thousands of, of, well, people that he's sojourned with. He grew up with and he's been sojourning. They've gone through a lot. But he stood there in the midst of all the thousands all alone. Him and Joshua, and we know Moses and Aaron, but him and Joshua stood there, and he stood up. Scripture points Caleb out and says, and he stilled the people and says, let us go up at once. But it was a quiet group as he said that. Oh, I forgot I don't have no microphone. Well, I'll just have to hold on then. (laughs) Started the year, and we'll end the year that way. (laughs) He didn't have he didn't have a lot of backup from his fellow sojourners in Israel, did he? He was all alone, all alone, and I can imagine he was. They had proof sitting in front of them. They had the the grapes from the land. Surely it flow with milk and honey, but nobody 
they were too scared of what was in the land and unsure of whether they could conquer it. But Caleb knew, because he had proof, not too long ago, all through their journey, he knew what God had already done for them. Okay, He could draw back on what God had done. And so back in his mind, he could look back and he knew what happened in Egypt. So did they. But he knew he was drawing back. We're more than able because he had a God that he knew conquered Egypt, the Red Sea, quail, manna. He knew this. He could draw that back and remember and say, we're more than able because we have a God that can help us conquer the enemy and overcome it. Amen. So I can imagine Caleb is standing there all alone. I'm just going to hold this. And around with everybody around him standing there say, let's go. And the next scripture after that is actually there is crying and weeping. Crying and weeping was a response to Caleb as he said, we're more than able. Let's go take the land. Let's go take our inheritance. God can do it for us. He showed it time and time again. But it was silence, but weeping and crying. Incredible. As he turned the chapter over. And so there was just Joseph, Joshua and Caleb. And we know what happened. If we turn over and we read, we know what, what happened. We'll go there. Brother Brown said, a lot of them was born natural seed. He said, we just can't do it. There's no trying. There's no need of trying. See, we're outnumbered. We're outclassed. We're everything. He said, they're looking at what the eye saw. And Joshua, Brother Brown says, and Joshua, and I said, and Caleb was looking at what God said. Amen. They were looking at what God said. Brother Abraham said, the seed of Abraham doesn't look to any natural things. They look to what the Lord said. That's the promise. Amen. I'm going to find Brother Hugh. Where's Brother Hugh? I don't even see Brother Hugh. Oh, he slipped away. I was going to preach right to him. <laughs> Down the center. He said, I don't, I'm not preaching the center, so I'm going to try and preach the center. <laughs> Amen. He said, what if Abraham had looked to the natural? He had an impossible situation. If you look to the natural, it looked and would have been impossible. But that's not what it was. He had an impossible situation that happened because he had a God that he didn't stagger in the promise that he was given. Amen? And that's where Caleb was. He had seen what God had done. So he knew he could put God to the test because God already did it. So he'll do it again. Amen, Sister Margaret? He'll do it again. Numbers 14. They continue. He said, let us make a captain and return to Egypt. Imagine after all they went through, they said, let us make a captain and return to Egypt. Incredible. And Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the assembly. And I'll just, I'll just move fast. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes before the people. And they spake unto the company again, the land which we passed through to search it is exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he'll bring us into the land and give it us. Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us, and their defense is departed from them. They're pleading with them. Remember. Look what God has done for us. Weeping and crying. And at that point, they wanted to stone them. They wanted to stone them. And then for the next 40 years, they sojourned in the wilderness. And Caleb and Joshua, they kept sojourning. And they staggered not themselves continuing, knowing that the promise was given, and here now they're walking. They had to go 40 years, just continuing on, continuing on. They knew the promise was there, and they were waiting. And they tarried. I don't believe Caleb lost his fervor. Didn't lose his desire. He just kept going. 
God's got a promise. I'm going to be there. Amen. They press all the way over Jordan. Joshua takes them over into the land. And in Joshua 14, the children of Judah came unto Joshua and Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning me, and thee in Kadesh Barnea. So now they're on the other side. And he's remembering what was promised to him. Pointing back to what God said to him. That's my promise. He waited, sojourned. 40 years through the wilderness, and now he's coming. You remember the promise that was given me. 40 year old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy the land. And I brought him word again, as it was in my heart. 40 years old. I couldn't help think, but about 44 years ago, this little church started. 44 years ago. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. Man, he was probably scorned. Ridiculed. He bore that. He's the only one now. Everyone else was said, you're not crossing over, but Caleb and Joshua were crossing over. He, he, he stuck out. That's for sure. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon the feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance, and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive these forty-five years, ever since the Lord spoke the word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered. I am this day fourscore and five years old. <laughs> I love Caleb. Fourscore and five years old. And yet I am strong this day. As I was in that day when Moses sent me. Amen. He wasn't weakened by anything. No situation, no nothing. The length of time that he had to keep believing. Keep believing. He didn't stagger. He staggered not. Amen. And I'm strong this day. As my strength was then, even so my strength now for war. Both to go out and to come in. Amen. This was Caleb. Now therefore... Give me this mountain. Man, he was telling Joshua, give me this mountain. Amen? Whereof the Lord spoke that day, for thou heardest in the day that the Anakims were there, and the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out. They were still there. He knew what was in the land still. He knew there were struggles. He knew there was giants. He knew there was a lot of trial ahead of him but he knew God had promised it so it didn't matter what was there Caleb looked toward the promise amen he had fought battles they had done they had already been fighting Jericho had gone down they'd they'd fight but now this was his time this mountain his inheritance his personal my inheritance my mountain amen Caleb was focusing down on that moment there But what about the now? That was Caleb then. What about the now? We heard, we heard tonight, as our pastor said, what about now? Identify, identify with Caleb. And I thought about how many, though, how many other Caleb's are here tonight. Amen? Who can identify with a Caleb? Amen? I thought of, I thought of my grandpa, our pastor, who's four score in four years. 
a Caleb that has stood year after year. Amen. And all the generation that came behind. Amen. That crossed over. He had his mountain, but so did all of them. They had their inheritance to take. What an example Caleb was at 85, four score and five years old saying, give me this mountain, Joshua. I want it. It's mine. Amen. Joshua said, so be it. He gave him his mountain. I wonder if Caleb could stand again at that moment. If we went back that when they first came back and he said, let's go. We're more than able. The second time with the generation that was now promised to go across, it wouldn't have been weeping and crying. I think it would have been a rally behind him. Yes, Caleb, let's go get him. Where's my mountain? They all had their place. They all had what they needed. Their inheritance that was given to them. Amen. I thought, well, what is the mountain? We've, we had an interesting, I'm sure 2018 was a interesting year. It was full of some great trial. Probably things we never expected that you'd go through in 2018. And there's trials ahead. The giants were still there. He knew they were there. Amen. But he could draw back on what God had already done. So that he knew his God was able for whatever came ahead. So we can recall what his God has done for us in our life. And remember, Brother Tom spoke on sacred sands. We can go back and think about the things of God's dealings and movings and victories in our own lives. And look back and say, if he did it there, he'll do it again. Looking to what is our mountain in 2019? What are you looking to claim in 2019? Put it on your heart. Because he can do it again. And he'll do it again. And he'll do it again. Amen. Remember, we talked, they, when Israel crossed, they took stones as a memorial. We spoke about it earlier in the year. Remember these stones. Because they were a remembrance of what God did for them. To, to bring faith and say, my God is able. Well, and more than able is what Caleb said. Amen. Brother Bram said, On the day of Pentecost, he sent down the Holy Ghost to continue through the Gentiles, to give the Gentiles the offcast, to give them the baptism of the Holy Ghost, to bring them into the promise. He says, Now we have a right to conquer all sickness. We don't have to conquer it. He said, It's already conquered. We just have to claim it, is what he says. Amen. Claim the promise and go take it. Amen. Well, let's walk in 2019 claiming the promise and go take it. Let's be a Caleb. We said, God, our Joshua, give me my mountain that I may go and claim it. You got everything you needed. Think back what God has done for you. We're going to, we want to sing a song. One of the lines to it. Does anybody here know he's able? Does anybody here know he's able? Anybody been through the fire? can say amen. I've been through the fire, but he took me through. Amen. Anybody know he's able. My God is able. Amen. Anybody here who's seen his power move him in their lives. So he did it there. He'll do it again. Amen. Anybody here found joy in the midst of sorrow. Say amen. Amen. Right. Peace in the storm. You can say amen. Who's had a storm in their life. And in the moment 
where it's going to think is you can say, no, the Lord has dropped in peace. Amen. Who can say that? Yes. Say amen. 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 Remember those times and be a Caleb going forward. You're confessing it tonight saying, yeah, God did it for me. And we're going to go in 2019 and claim the mountain that is mine. Amen. Draw strength from what God has done in the past years going forward. Amen. We'll have trials, we'll have tribulations, but we're more than able. Amen. Amen. You're in, this is a little song we've wanted to sing for a little while. It's a little bit. Uh, worship with us. I've enjoyed the night thus far. I even sang in the choir. And I'm going to sing again. We just had a wonderful time. I came, came to service and said, Lord, we just want to worship and have a, just a wonderful time in his presence. We can enjoy it. We can enjoy it. Amen. They can go. We heard. They can go to their basketball games and everything else. They enjoy it. We can enjoy our God. For he's an amazing and wonderful Lord Jesus. We're going to sing this song. Amen. Be, feel, feel free to worship. If anyone here knows he's able, say amen. amen. You can just, you can show back to us, say amen. Amen. All right.
mountain. He says, now it's the beginning of the new year. That's what he said. It's the beginning of the new year. We can take that right to the day. The now, as the pastor said. It's the beginning of the new year. And I want to say to you, happy new year. Happy new year to you. I want to say this to you. God bless you. Happy New Year to you. 
God bless you. Are you listening? And if he does that, that's all you need for the coming year. God bless you. Amen. If he does that, that's all you're going to need for the rest of 2019. Why don't the choir then come up? Is that it? Choir coming up? So can I just say, I'm going to finish off um, some comments here as they come. And um, I'm not going to delay the uh, evening at all. I want to thank the Lord Jesus for every one of you that is here. Every one of that couldn't be here, I thank God for them. Thank God for all that God's done throughout the assembly this year. The miraculous, the miracles, the changing of lives, the healing of the sick. I say praise be to God. As Brother Daniel spoke, a Thanksgiving time. We're here by the grace of God. I want to thank God for these ministers. Brother Murphy, that plot is also for you, but Brother Tim, Brother John, Brother Murphy. Peter writes, honor all men. Honor them. Give them honor. Love one another. Fear God. We give honor to what these men have done this year and have done and will do. We thank God for their lives and for what they've poured out. We have Brother John that has labored faithfully here in the local assembly. Brother Tim, that has labored faithfully overseas and held the banner of Bible believers. I thank God for him. Thank God for Brother Murphy and the inspiration and the depth of the word that comes through that vessel. I thank God for Brother Andes that has been a faithful pillar in this church. I thank God for you and everyone, officers of this assembly, those that have supported in your giving to make it able for us to carry this message around the world. The sacrifices you have made, it has humbled me. I've traveled more this year than any time of my life and overseas over five times. And um, brothers have made it able for me to make it a little bit easier. For that, I'm indebted to them. And I thank God that God has given these kind of people of this caliber to our assembly. I want to thank God for our pastor who's strong and is with us. And as Brother Michael is just saying about Caleb, I, I claim that. I claim his strength. I claim the man of God. We're going in a rapture together. Amen. Amen. And thank God for Brother Ryan. Honestly, saints of God, these are gifts that God love gifts to us. Brother Bram said every gift, or the Greek says the gifts are not for yourself, they're for the body. So no gift is given to edify yourself. You start edifying yourself, you're out of the mind of God. Gifts are given to edify the body. And I thank God for all the musicians that have sat here. The unsung heroes that you will not see. Brother Darren Hoffman that hardly gets recognized. That has labored years behind the scenes. Our IT, our sound, the video. God bless you precious brothers. Amen. 
And I, of course, you always forget somebody. But, the, but what has really touched me over the uh, past year, I said to Brother um, Cobus, I just said to Brother Cobus, I said, you know, every Saturday you send a report of what's being translated. And now I am, I am, I guess, under Skinner's Law. I don't know if any people know what that is. But you, you get expected to get a reward at a certain time for something. And I get rewarded every Saturday at a, at the, in the afternoon of the updates of what the message is being translated. And I missed it this Saturday. I said, it's about time that that email should come. Bing, it came. <laughs> so I thank Brother Cobus. I said, God bless you for the labors, the translators, all that have labored for the kingdom. And I'm just so thrilled to have Brother Ernie back. Amen. You're back, Brother Ernie to us. We've missed you. I know, I, I know you understand that. You know, the Lord's touched you and you've been a blessing to the bride and we thank you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Choir. note about this song this is something that i felt uh to do actually pretty much the entire year and i kept shying away from it because i i loved singing it and the more that i sang it the more blessed i was by it but i just kept getting hot up caught up on the the lines because the chorus says i never lost my hope i never lost my joy i never lost my faith but most of all i never lost my praise i thought who can really say that can I get up and sing, you know, through everything that happened that I never lost my praise? And over the course of time, just thinking about it, and I shared it with the choir beforehand, uh, just to, so they could kind of catch the vision of it, I thought, you know, the Bible tells us of Abraham's life, and we can read everything that he did, and yet when you get through the blood to the New Testament, it says that he staggered not at the promises of God. I thought, isn't that amazing, that through God's eyes and through the blood, that that's what he sees, he doesn't see all those times that we fell. He just sees himself. And I'm so thankful. And so it's through that understanding that we sing this song called I Never Lost My Praise. You can use a lot, lose a lot of things, but by his grace, I never lost my praise. And it's still been alive in my heart. And I think we've seen some themes for this new year and tonight. And so I just trust that this would be a blessing to you and you would enter it and be blessed by it as our last song of the evening. So God bless you and thank you choir for, for coming and lending your, your gifts to us this evening. We appreciate it. I mean, God bless you.
brought some wonderful gifts to the church here in our, our assembly. 
Brother Julia and Taya from Israel have come to sojourn with us. Brother George and his family have moved here. Different other ones have come into the assembly. You've added something to our church. God knew what we needed. Because every joint supplies. And we're thankful for all your lives and all the addition that you've brought with your family to make this church what it is. I ask Brother David and Bai to come and close in a word of prayer, his blessing upon the people. Close of this wonderful time of fellowship around the word and song and praise. I want to thank you, Brother Matthew, for your labors this year. These faithful young men that have labored and young ladies get a report here and there. I don't get them as often as I should, I guess. But it's wonderful that whatever you do for Christ shall last. It's eternal. And we're thankful for whatever you do for the body of Christ. Brother Mucci, where are you? Sister Grace, God bless you. A wonderful testimony. Still caring child. Amen. She couldn't have children. God has blessed her with a child. Devil trying to fight her, but she's standing here. And we're rejoicing, sister. God bless you, Sister Grace. Amen. It will be a trophy of God's love. Brother David. It's Barhead. Lord Jesus, we approach your throne of grace and mercy tonight. Lord, after 365 days, we can be counted among those who are alive on earth. No one, no one of us deserves this, but we can say that it's your grace and mercy. Lord, we are happy to end this year in your presence, receiving from your throne of grace, oh God, a lot tonight. Some encouraging us to keep pushing on, oh God, to keep claiming the mountain. Some encouraging us, oh God, to thank you, oh God, for everything that you have been for us from this year, 2018. Lord Jesus, what a grace for us to receive what you receive tonight. We entering this year 2019 being completed, oh God, with our shoes on our feet. Lord Jesus, it's because of your grace and mercy. We are happy, oh God, to come before you, oh Lord, with the shoes on our feet. Not blaming ourselves all the time, but trusting that you, God, will cleanse us in this year 2019. Lord, once Peter approached you and said, Oh God, don't clean only my feet. Wash also my body. But you also said, The one who is washed, just need to be washed the feet only. We trust that what we're listening tonight from you will will help us throughout the year 2019. We'll, We'll just need to come in your presence every Sunday, every service to clean our feet. But trusting, oh God, that we have our shoes on. We thank you for the men of God who spoke tonight, yeah, oh God. Jesus. And we trust that those who are inspired from you. And we believe, oh God, that you'll seal us in your kingdom right now. And today, not tomorrow, oh God. Today, like our pastor says. 
Oh Lord, we thank you one more time, oh God, for this time that you can spend in your presence. Oh Lord, many are in hospitals, oh God. Many wish to, to make it today, oh God, but they didn't make it. We are here, oh God, again, by your grace and mercy. Lord, we thank you for the songs. We thank you for Brother Tom, faithful man. Oh God, always beyond this pulpit, oh God, talking to us. Lord, we pray that you inspire him again for this year, 2019. So you can always receive something from your throne. Oh God, we pray for the man of God. Keep him away from popularity. Keep him away from women. Keep him away from money, oh God. So that he can labor only on your kingdom, for your kingdom. We thank you for the pastor that you keep safe, oh God, healthy. Lord Jesus, for the ministry, brother John, brother Tim, Lord. Oh God, may you inspire them all in this year, 2019. Lord, we bless your name, O oh God, and we thank you for everything. Blessed be your name, O oh Lord. May your blood keep each one of us throughout this year, 2019. We pray, O oh God, for this congregation. Bless each one of us, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything. As we live in this place, O oh Lord, may you go with us. May you protect us. Lord, we appreciate everything that you do for us. We thank you, O oh God, and we thank you for everything. Blessed be your name forever. Oh God, to you be the honor and glory forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We commit this year, 2019, unto your holy hand. Lord, may you take full control of this year. Oh God, keep us in your presence all the time. We thank you for everything. Blessed be your name forever. As we ask all everything in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless you. May God watch over you on the roads. As the brothers and sisters will travel back, some come a couple hours away. May the glory of God be in your little car as you rejoice what God has done for you this past year and what he's going to do to you and for you this coming year. We love you all. Why don't you greet one another? Tell them how much you love and appreciate them. Say God bless you. We'll see you this year.